Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, A.L. Newton, and you're tuned in to another episode of A New Perspective. I'm so glad that you found time in your week or you're starting off your week with the old perspective. Hey, listen, um, so I got good news and I got bad news. OK, so the good news is the perspective broke into three more countries um, this week. Ooh. The bad news is only like six people listened to last week's episode. Um, I definitely need uh, that help there with the old likes and retweets and five star reviews. If you don't want to give me a five star, you can give me a four star. If I'm a one star, give me a one star. Um, I just like the feedback. Enjoy the feedback. The um, actually, it's, it, we're rated pretty well right now on Apple iTunes. So don't be that person to give me my first non five star. Uh, review, but I need your feedback. I need your help to continue uh, to grow it. I recently went back to work <laughs> and I'm realizing that that season of my life doing what I was doing is probably over. That uh, what I used to enjoy, I don't think I enjoy anymore. And so maybe I just need to be a podcaster and like, I don't know, some type of motivational speaker if I motivate at all. But yeah, I need you all's help with that. This is organically grown and no money has been put into this outside of, hey, if you told me you want a shirt and they're in my trunk, uh, if you got your shirt, shout out to you that all that wear them and um, wear them with pride and help me grow the old perspective. Because at the end of the day, it's a new perspective, but it's your perspective too. All of us blended in together. And do I have some perspective today? Um, I know at the beginning of the season, we were aiming for a guest every single week i didn't realize how taxing that would have been on me at times and sometimes i just like sitting here with the old golden microphone and expressing my view on things my uncle told me that uh, i podcast and i say controversial things when i don't have a guest because there's (laughs) uh no one to push back uh against me and that some of the topics that i put on days when i'm by myself I should put on, um, I should have a guest on and talk about those. Maybe, maybe that'd be the aim of season three if we get a season three. So I want to start here and I want to start controversial and I want to talk probably deeper than I should on a subject that I might not be the best to talk about it, but it keeps popping up and I've avoided it and I've avoided it kind of. I went back and, and realized that before this became like mainstream thing to talk about, on the old perspective, we were talking about it um, before it became a buzzword and something to talk about. Um, but critical race theory. Um, I keep reading articles and seeing news blurbs. Um, there are certain sectors that take a line and they run it into the ground um, to make it buzzwords. And and critical race theory has become the newest buzzword, the new debate piece the new, hey, uh, this is what we want, this is what we don't want, and our schools. And so I was reading and listening to someone um, talk about why they don't want critical race theory taught to their child. Um, and if you're a longtime listener of The Perspective, you've heard me share the story before of when we lived um, down in Sebastian, Florida, which was basically a retirement community. Um, my wife, my, my wife got 
Um, the only complaint that she's ever gotten in her years of being an educator was during Black History Month, teaching to her students um, about the sit-ins. And she was talking about the Greensboro Four, Greensboro Four and she taught it, which is uh, ironically, I used to live in Greensboro at, uh, for two or three years of my life and uh, had seen that countertop. My mom went to UNCG. And so that that was just interesting that that's the, the piece she taught. But the mom um, wrote to the school board uh, in, in Sebastian um, and complained because Nicole taught. She didn't teach it with bias. Um, she just taught, hey, this happened. This happened. This was why. She didn't try to persuade one way or another to know Nicole is to know that she and I are completely opposite. Um, nine out of ten times, she's not going to share her opinion. And if she does, she's going to say it and be done with it. She's not going to rationale with you, anything like that. Um, most of the time, she tries to just give you the facts and let you make your own opinion. Because if <laughs> you give her your opinion, she she doesn't care. She's just really not going to care. So she presented it um, the way it happened. So the mom of the student end up writing the school system to say her child came home and called the child went home and called the mom a liar um, because the mom had taught the child that racism wasn't real, that slavery did not happen and that segregation did not happen because she wanted her child to grow up in a world where she did not know about these evil things. I have a problem with that. And I didn't realize that it was so widened um, from people who don't look like me to not want critical race theory taught. Um, all of us should want it taught to understand that while, <laughs> yes, I don't think yeah, I could be wrong. I'm, I'm sure if I'm wrong, one of my very well educated African-American friends will correct me um, that any white people my age own slaves. I do not hold them accountable for slavery. OK, but a lot of people don't realize that they have benefited from slavery, segregation and Jim Crow and that the institutions that were put in place still affect black, brown um, and persons of color in a way and in a method uh, that leaks over into the systems that we have. And that for years, for decades, for centuries, African-Americans have been placed with or see um, or can recognize, hey, this stems from that. Let me give you some examples. Some of them are broad. Some of them are not. Um, look at the fact that and, and these aren't just stories. I, I've said it on this podcast before. I'll say it again. I'll probably say it again in the future. My great grandmothers, I'm, I knew both of them. They both shared stories of this stuff happening. My grandparents um, um, grew up in segregation, right? Uh, my grandmother was one of the first black majorettes at Columbia High School. My grandfather, both of them graduated from Richardson High School, which was a segregated school in Columbia County. My mother can share stories and she's not 50 yet. Um, and this not just compared to the stories that I can share about systemic racism. This is stuff that we hear and see. 
And I'm convinced that one of the reasons people don't want critical race theory is taught is because children now, teenagers now, um, are more inquisitive. They will go ask and put their parents, their grandparents, their great grandparents, their aunts, their uncles who are in their 40s and 50s and 60s in tough positions and ask them where they stood on it. And because we don't, as a society, sometimes we don't like to address hard issues. Right. Um, hell, it's 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 in all communities of the family knows there's a child molester. The, the family knows that the child molester has done this, that and the third. And people just act like it doesn't happen or this person was a drug addict or this person was a thief. Not to say they haven't been reformed or redeemed from it, but nobody ever talks about it. And it's awkward. They only talk about it when the person's not in the room. So these there are people, there are persons, the persons that don't want it defended um, are moms that don't want to have to explain that grandma um, had issues with black people, even though she didn't know why she had issues with black people or grandpa had issues with, with black people or there's an episode of Criminal Minds where Rossi, um, and I can't think of the name of it. Normally I can tell you all of the name in the episodes um, of Criminal Minds. But there's an episode where Rossi has to relive racist instances he had. And he's dealing with a black unsub who is retaliating against something that happened to him during segregation. Um, and Rossi is like, hey, you know, I, I did experience, I did do. And, and he has to face that and it's traumatizing. Right. So I think that people don't want critical race theory taught because they don't have to say, Hey, here are pictures from, I mean, if Dr. King was, Dr. King was living, he'd be in his eighties, uh, maybe in his nineties, but, but Dr. King, if he was living would still be somebody we could touch. Right. There, there's a reason that pictures from the civil rights rights movement are shown in black and white when they were taken in color. It's to, um, textbook writers were trying to make it seem like it was further away than what it was. And that's just not the truth. The 60s and the 70s really weren't that long ago. Right. So some of the things that branch from from from, hey, well, this is why we have to talk about it. Um, there are things like housing codes. The hood looks like the hood because um, when laws were written, people understood, hey, we can say we're being equal but write the laws to where black people can't make any improvement to their homes because their home is on such small acreage that if they make their their houses just in Columbia County, I can I can ride you to them because of city and county ordinances that if you make one adjustment to the house. Uh, you lose it because it's no longer uh, inside a city code. Right. Um, there's there's the way congressional districts are drawn to keep. Uh, a certain amount to keep diversity out of certain areas. There's the court system where it is is written on purpose uh, that that it is harder um, on certain drugs than other drugs because uh, while while black people were black and white people were doing the drugs, drugs that were predominant more predominant in white communities held lesser offenses, although they were equally as bad. Um, there are the origins of the Willie Lynch letter of how to split the families up. And you look at the fact that now weed is a billion dollar industry and there are thousands upon thousands of black and brown men in jail um, for weed charges. Right. And some of the same cops and judges 
and lawyers that were in the criminal justice and legislators that were in the criminal justice system were using these same drugs. Um, there, there, there are things that people just don't get. I got an argument or not an argument, an exchange on Twitter about people in kneeling with the anthem and people not realizing to me it's still, it's not about pride of country because in the sixties, black people were made to, well, they weren't made to, they were, um, Olympians and they would be Olympians and the country would cheer for them in the Olympics. And then when they got home would treat them like trash. There were black soldiers who shed their blood, who watched their friends die and would come home and couldn't get a job. And yes, there are poor white people and there are poor black people. But to miss the difference in a poor white person um, and even still now could walk in the bank and would be given preferential treatment opposed a poor black person, even if the poor black person had more tenure or more time. This is all a part of critical race theory. And on the flip side of it. Um, I think it's important to teach because there are, are black people and, and traditions that we have in our community that stem from it. Right. Um, the fact that black people eat well done steaks because we weren't allowed to buy fresh steaks. And so if we wanted a steak to celebrate, it was normally something that was moldy or sour. So we went, we cleaned it up, we cut it up, we cooked it to well done Our over seasoning food because we were given the scraps. We were given the hog mogs. We were given the intestines. We were given the feet and the hooves and, 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 and the tail of a thing. We turned it into a delicacy, especially in the South. And one of the ways we got over it was taking all of these different flavors and seasoning and bolding it real big. Well, well, that's part of our culture, but it also led to health problems inside of our culture that other cultures don't have as much. But that is all goes back and is tied into um, things that we learned in order to survive. There, there, there's conversations about the way uh, our women were ridiculed about having a bunch of hips and a, a bunch of uh, backside. And I know it's stereotypical to say that... Um, that has not always been the trend in other uh, <laughs> in other races. But that's what black women were known for. Big lips and big noses and, and big bodies and big breasts at a time. At one point, an American beauty. I just saw the thing this other this thing the other day that some gene company set out said the woman with the best butt in the world. And, and I, I'll probably tweet out a picture of it. It, it literally was flat. And my, I, I got white friends that white friends, I got lesbian friends, I got bisexual friends that would have never been OK with what she was packing. But now all of a sudden, those things that our women were, hey, cover up for that's not attractive. Be a lady, be dainty are, are things that um, other cultures now go get done to their bodies to be like. Right. We went this whole thing talking about video vixens being so horrible and being so nasty to to literally BTO cut came on late at night and and it was a bad thing. And then the girls going wild infomercials would come on and they were great. Well, one had one kind of people, one had another kind of people. When you look at just the stereotype of women and 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 the connection there to the way black women are looked at as um, not just black women, all women, if they're assertive are considered bitches. But if they are uh, black women, then they're loud black women, they're mad black women, they're angry black women. They've got all these tags. But if if a man does the same thing, then they're dominant. Those are racial stereotypes that were put on um, 
slaves and 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 from a standpoint of they tried to keep the loud black women out of the house. That was part of their their tenure or the colorism that was imparted in the black community from a standpoint of light skinned black people were allowed to work in the house. So it created a a divide in our community of being a house Negro versus a field Negro. And a lot of times those light skinned uh, women and those light skinned children and those light skinned men were the byproduct of either a white man raping a black slave and bringing his child because he still wanted his child in the house to be his slave or his 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 side piece in the house so he can have her whenever she wanted her whenever he wanted her. And the same thing with white women who would go and sleep with the big black slave to piss their husband off. There's nothing more heartbreaking to me. Well, I guess there are things more heartbreaking to me, but it really drives me crazy when I see people say, oh, they've got mixed kids. They can't be racist. Sometimes you got to sit down and talk to mixed children and listen to what it's like to be mixed. And half of your family is doesn't like you or doesn't like another half. Critical race theory is understanding why I shared the story before of JJ getting a text from uh, some white kids calling him a nigger and it was truth or dare. And um, they 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 did it with him because they thought he came from the polished type of family that he wouldn't be upset about it. And there was some tension because he was afraid to tell me because the boy who did it, daddy was a cop and he didn't want me to be in the middle of an issue with the police. These things don't go away by ignoring them and all they do because people are still teaching them in their house subconsciously. That it puts a highlighter and it divides people on main issues. I challenge people all the time. I am a conservative. I know I said I was switching to independent. I know I said uh, 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 I'm still a registered uh, Republican. I'm a conservative in a lot of things. Most black people are really conservative. But when I ask my counterparts um, who don't look like me that are conservative, hey, why do you support the former president? They can't tell me. They talk about taxes and things that don't affect them or things that, that don't apply to their real life issues. And because we can't understand, or then they give this high crocket of, oh, the Republicans were this and the Democrats were this. And it was really Republicans that freed the slaves. And I realized when Abe Lincoln did that one, Abe Lincoln ain't no saint. He wasn't fleeing slaves because he wanted to free the slaves. He was doing it for money. And that's why they put in the 13th Amendment about, um, hey, if you're incarcerated, then all these rights are basically voided. So what the white people in the South did was trump up the justice system to arrest these black people who were, quote unquote, now free. And because they were arrested with a record, they had to do whatever they were told to do. That's part of critical race theory. And until we talk about those things and, and pick at it um, a little bit, you, you, you can't just put a bandage over it and think it will heal. Eventually, you have to pull the bandage off when the bleeding is stopped and allow the air and, and science to take over and mend it. That that blends into vaccinations, too. When you start talking about black people, oh, we don't trust the government. We don't trust this. And they people kill me with that because a lot of us take whatever medicines the doctors give us. And if people really thought doctors were killing us, um, we we wouldn't uh, 
make being a doctor such a prestigious ordeal. If we didn't trust the government, people that tell me they can't trust the government to come up with a vaccine, but still stand up high and mighty behind the flag to say it's red, white and blue and they're America to their die to me is a contradiction. When people bring up AIDS and say, oh, well, uh, AIDS is real and people still have unprotected sex. Well, that's a totally another different story. But that's a that people try to make that an argument as if it's not illegal to that, that you can go to jail for giving someone an STD if you know your sexual if you know your status. That's a, a criminal offense. Oh, seatbelts, seatbelts don't stop. They don't stop accidents, but there are laws. Click it or ticket. We know the slogan. And yes, when when these things for when AIDS first hit, think about it. The way people were treated or the fact that people try to say it was only in homosexuals or that it only could be this. And as the years go, we learn about it. Oh, it, it happened too fast. We live in a society now because of medical advancements in science. That, that's the whole point of laying the groundwork. So the next generation does not have to do as much to get what we got, that they can stand on what we did in order to go further faster. It does not take um, NASA, even though it takes them a long time to go to space. But it doesn't take them as long as it used to. It doesn't take mail. At one point, (laughs) mail was written, stamped, had to get horse and buggy. It took days to get somewhere. Now, a text, an email, a tweet, an update, it's momentary. It's, It's instantaneous. Traveling. It's called advancements. I'm not saying you gotta get vaxxed, but I'm saying some of these arguments against it is crazy. We're we are facing a genuine another lockdown and it's not the vaccinated at dying. Yes, you can still catch COVID. You can still get pregnant while wearing a condom. You can still get pregnant on birth control. Life still happens, but you can prevent certain things. People are dying. People are dying. I want to go back into corporate worship so bad, but um, I was talking to a colleague and they've got an outbreak in in, in their restaurant, um, different brand, different concept, but they've got an outbreak right now. And the issue is 80% of their staff lied about being vaccinated. And because they said they were vaccinated, they lifted the mandates. Somebody came in with COVID and now it's spreading all over the restaurant. These other variants are different. It happens. It kills me that the people that wanted to reach herd immunity that only read the first line of what herd immunity was doesn't want to do the second part, which includes vaccinations. Which leads me to believe people just want them something to complain about, something to fuss about, something to be controversial about, something to be the opposite about. And, and I wonder, when do we when do we look at things, be it the vaccine or critical race theory or hell, any of it that we can come and say, you know what? This is a necessity. We all need water. 
These things are very, 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 very real. And then I look at people like Jeff Bezos. Now, I would love. No, I wouldn't. I'd never want to be a billionaire. I want to be financially stable and pass on a good amount of money to my children and my grandchildren and my nieces and nephews. But (laughs) what's the line, right? The comment about, hey, thanks to everybody that shops on Amazon and all the workers for sending me to space. While you have people that work for can't make a living wage, that the money Jeff Bezos spent to go to the edge of space could have cured world hunger. And he still would have had enough money to go to space. That blows my mind. That that's that's I'm struggling with that because I do want to achieve and have and receive certain levels of financial blessings and uplifting. But I don't ever want to be that person that I don't realize um I don't realize I have a problem of uh, the, the potential to change a lot for a whole lot of people and miss it. That that life is about balance. I can't tell the man to do with his money. I can't count his pockets. I just I was extremely turned off on that. But he's capitalized the world. You can't do anything without uh, Amazon. And he knows that. Then there's the bucks, right? Um. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if uh, I really haven't watched basketball since Kobe died. I like Steph Curry. Um, Haven't really been into it. But all this heat Giannis is getting for enjoying the moment. Giannis did it the right way. He worked hard. Don't give me injuries. Don't give me any of all that stuff. If if and (laughs) I might slightly stick my foot in my mouth, but Giannis gets the opportunity to enjoy winning. As long as he doesn't let it leak into his next season, you can enjoy winning as long as you realize if I don't put a cap on how much I've enjoyed my winning to do my work in order to win again. It's okay to enjoy winning. Some people don't put a cap on it and say, you know what, I'm winning, but I've still got to work just as hard every day to make sure tomorrow isn't the day I lose. Speaking of losing and speaking of COVID and speaking of sports. The Olympics is 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 a god awful event this year. Okay, we can we can say how much we love the Olympic sports. The number of persons who have caught COVID. I um, read an article the other day about how the Olympics is now a billion dollar bust because of the financial gains that it cannot recruit. Um, The stars who are not there from all of these countries and all of these different sports (laughs) Are the clown show, the fact that the Olympics, uh, the Olympic Committee wouldn't let uh, my girl run, but literally let the former players of the uh, United States women's soccer team stand up and be advocates for weed and talk about the benefits and talk about how they used weed before competing. Um, I, I, one of the things I, I pray COVID 
really shook for us. And um, it's funny because somebody gave me some pushback when I was originally asked about COVID. And they did so on this podcast. I said, hey, yeah, the world doesn't go back to normal to maybe 2023. And that all plans we have of what we consider normalcy, we should pin to 2023. Uh, And it looks more and more like that, especially when these cases spike in the fall. The state of Florida, Florida man does it every time. And, you know, another rant, it pisses me off. These politicians who played politics with the vaccine now coming out and telling people, well, you got to get the vaccine because you're the reason why. No, if you wouldn't have played politics, governor of Alabama, governor of Florida, governor of Georgia, governor of Louisiana, governor of Texas. If you would have balanced the books, supported Donald Trump and science at the same damn time. We wouldn't have gotten this far. Check Fox News. Check Newsmax. Instead of parading Candace Owens. Explicitive, explicitive, explicitive. Out there. So that people can say, oh, look at her. Talking black woman. While you got your shot. We should have known it was bullshit. When people like Rick Scott. Weren't sending his grandkids to school. But saying schools were safe. It's it's a balance, and sometimes we get played. Sometimes we really get played. I want to end here. <laughs> um, want to hear maybe on a little lighter note. Um, I was listening to somebody talk about and discuss. You know what? I'm gonna save that for next week. Maybe that's what we'll call a tease. It's about cheating. I think it's a good conversation. But hey, uh, this has been another episode of The Perspective. Until next week, I love you. Just don't hug me if you're not vaccinated. And there's nothing you can do about it. Peace.